Hello, and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of December 7th, 2016. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Uh, so happy December, everyone. Uh, I hope that people have, have got their holiday wish lists together for whoever might buy them some toys or <laughs> ridiculous giant statues or whatever else people happen to want. I realize we, we are very much into the, the stage of Transformers merchandising where $1,000 statues of Optimus Primal are things that one can put on one's wish list. Yeah, it's, it is a strange time. So, fingers fingers crossed for that Fortress Maximus. <laughs> uh, so, this week, uh, we have actually had a big news bomb at the beginning of this week. Uh, so we will be talking about that, uh, largely uh, stuff about the, the new movie. And I'm sure we've all been very clear how much we love the movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we will have uh, the long-awaited uh, revolution issue of More Than Meets the Eye. And we will have... Uh, David's going to tell us a little bit about the last episode of Robots in Disguise for the season. Uh, so, yeah, apparently the the lost... Uh, the last night, not to be confused with the lost light, uh, has has just finished filming. And so now there's, like... A teaser trailer, except I guess it's just sort of like, I don't know. It's not even a teaser trailer. It's it's a collection of set stills and Michael Bay talking at the camera a bit. Like, it's, it's nothing. It's less than a teaser, somehow. Now, uh, more, I think more tellingly is that I guess there was, uh, I, I had heard something back over the summer about some various fan sites and, and fan groups uh, and reporters of various types getting to go to the set. And apparently there was a big old NDA on them until just, well, today. Oh, that's... Yep, the wiki's report just went up. Yep, so that's that's why it's all come up today, is because uh, also I saw, uh, I forget who it was, uh, but someone on, on Twitter... One of the other big podcasts mentioned that, hey, they can talk about it now. Uh, so I think one of the most, uh, I think one of the most straightforward articles that I've seen is on Collider.com, uh, which is a big movie entertainment website, uh, which breaks it down into the, uh, the, the very click friendly 45 things to know about the sequel. 40? <laughs> it, it doesn't even list them. It just goes on to have an article. It's like a copy editor went through and was like checking off. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five. No, wait, that one doesn't count. That's a repeat of something from earlier. Yeah. Five, I'm, six, seven. I'm not looking forward to my future career as a writer of crappy blog posts, but here we are. Uh, one, one of my, my favorite bits was... Uh, about let me let me find it here. With the last night being the fifth film in the series, some might wonder if they need to see the first four films to enjoy the latest one. No, <laughs> for the love of all that's good, don't see. <laughs> no, don't don't do that. 
uh there will there will be some uh some mini dinobots apparently and hot rod is french for some reason which not even uh, because michael bay was connecting him to france or anything just he liked the accent <sighs> yeah uh, <laughs> Also, one of the bullet points I really linked was Laura Haddock plays a character named Vivian Wembley and is related to someone important who teams up with Mark Wahlberg's character to try and save the world. In the film, they will have some fun banter because he's American and she's English and they don't get along. Like, okay. <laughs> so they will have some fun banter. It's, uh... It sounds like somebody's just... book report. Yeah. Yeah, or like a, uh, a, a, uh, auto-generated, you know, they fight crime meme <laughs> from, yeah. from the website. But just like, why is the fun banter because he's American and she's English and is, do they not get along because of their nationalities or there are just implications here that I, I just feel need to be kind of picked apart. <laughs> Their main character arc is based on a horrible misunderstanding about chips. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, also, I I shouldn't be surprised that this apparently significant female character is only important because she's related to someone who actually does something useful. So, thanks, Michael Bay. What? Yeah. M- maybe she's related to the queen. On the plus side, we're apparently getting Hot Rod as Gambit. It's... Oh my god, that's why he's French. Wait, he throws cards? Uh, no. Could be Ooh, worse. He could be, he could be Cyclops. Oh wait, that's kind of what he is in the comics. Uh, no, he's... Oh, he's way better than Cyclops. Prowl is Cyclops in the comics. Yeah. yeah Cyclops is very no-nonsense. Everyone has to be serious. I'm trying to keep this ragtag crew together, not... Oh yeah, I guess Hot I'm Rod. I'm going is, to go on fun adventures. I guess Hot Rod is more Iceman. Anyway, <laughs> yes, robots. Yeah. Back to robots. I'm not. I, I don't. I'm, I never got the appeal of Gambit, and I realized that that may be in part due to being a lesbian. Uh, but yeah, I just uh, uh, no. Don't take my favorite Transformers character and make him like Gambit. Uh. Also, they revealed they've got an idea for what could be a really fun R-rated Bumblebee movie, but it'll never happen because Hasbro would never approve it. He said the idea is very Quentin. Like, what the hell, Michael Bay? So Bumblebee's obsessed with feet? What? Oh my god, no! Hot Rod, I just got to the bit about Hot Rod. Hot Rod... Hot Rod isn't Gambit, he's Phantom X. Oh, oh god. Oh. Phantom X isn't actually French either, he just puts on a French <laughs> accent because he's the kind of asshole who puts on a French accent. Oh, okay. So he's an even worse character from X-Men. Uh, <laughs> no, well, if used right, it could work. Yeah, it, it does, you know, sound, it, it says Hot Rod is in the film and he's got a French accent, but he's not from France. Bay says he just likes the accent. I so yes, I I am reading that to mean that Hot Rod just likes the accent, which makes yes. him Phantom X putting on a a French accent just because he thinks it's cool. No one thinks it's cool, Hot Rod. 
No one, no one but you. Uh, so, so where's the website you're reading from? Uh, it is collider.com. The wiki also has a rather extensive list of things that too much to go through. Mm-hmm. There's even yes, a section about I'm, I'm lunch. Sure. What was lunch? <laughs> oh my good, yeah. Yeah, they documented their trip. It was kind of a travelogue thing. Yeah, that's that's absolutely a wiki thing to do. <laughs> that's that's so Monzo. <laughs> well, uh, no, I think uh, Cipher went and Ben. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought maybe I know I knew that uh, that Cipher went. I thought maybe Monzo went too. Especially with the documenting of of lunch and and all of that, but I mean, I suppose these are important things to want to know someday. Yeah. So there's lots. Basically, the moral of the story is there's a huge heaping steaming pile of information out on the internets as of today, uh, being being Monday, uh, about Transformers Five: The Last Night. So uh, enjoy that. There is one thing I read that is just kind of horribly worrying if you know, like, the more you know about Michael Bay, the scarier the phrase gets. What? What I'm excited about, the palette on this one is the most different I've ever done. It'll be the most different. The third act is spectacular looking. It's stuff I've never done that excites me. It's stuff that's really complicated. It's going to be the headachiest Michael Bay movie yet. Uh, because that is what that means. But no, but maybe... Maybe what he's so excited, maybe what's so unique about it is that it's actually fairly simple and you can tell what's going on. <laughs> God, if only. <laughs> I've watched, like, actual film crit about Michael Bay's use of visual complexity and layering and how he just always goes for the most interesting possible shot. Mm-hmm. Which turns into the cinematic equivalent of... Typing in all caps! <laughs> yes, it, it really well, is. You knew that going in. It's, yeah, it's for three hours. I'm, I'm ready for that trend to, uh, to slow down a bit. Uh, so, in non-movie related but still British news, uh, the, uh, UK newspaper The Guardian has actually, uh, run a piece on More Than Meets the Eye. And, well, specifically Lost Light, since that's the new one, and that's, you know, when you want to start running articles that are basically nice, nice long interview slash think pieces on the normalization of, well, basically on, as, as I like to say, taking a, a single gendered, a primarily, more or less single gendered, uh, race to its logical conclusion. And having a homonormative society. And yeah, it's, it's a really good read. Uh, there's links to it all over the place. And of course, I, I always, especially, I think especially with the other side of the coin being the Michael Bay movies, the more stuff like this is out there, the, the less embarrassed I have to feel at trying to explain that I'm a Transformers fan. Yes. I, I like things that, you know, bring some sort of creative legitimacy to to Transformers, and we haven't gotten a whole lot of that, and I feel like the movies are kind of the opposite of that, so so that's a nice thing. I like it. Makes me happy. Uh, Yay, critical recognition. 
Yeah. And also, that's a good reminder that later this month, hey, guess what? We should have some Lost Light. Yay. um, Hooray. The middle of the month, I think? Yeah. Somewhere around there. Probably. I never like to, uh, maybe we'll have it for Christmas. I I never like to commit too much on the dates for the comics because sometimes they just change and we don't know until we go to look for the review one and it's not there. The Uh, uh, Guardian says it will be published on 14th December. That's how you can tell they're British. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But, uh... I, I would say that if your release date is published in The Guardian, you should probably make a pretty good go at actually meeting it. So hopefully we'll, we'll have it for Christmas. Yay! Well, before Christmas, you know. Uh, so, other things. Uh, there is some new pictures of Lyo Convoy, uh, which I assume is uh, based off Alpha Lion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's Alpha Lion in white and red with some gold. Not that much of a Yay. surprise. Which which reminds me, we were talking uh, last time about the whole convoy thing. And David, didn't you hmm? find out or get clarification that, that convoy is actually a, uh, a loan word in Japan? Oh, I was the one oh! who looked that up. See, okay. I assume that David, being our resident otaku, <laughs> I don't look up loan words. I look up Japanese. I did words. take like se- I did take like seven years of Japanese between junior high, high school, and college. Oh, well, I see, you need to be more that. obvious about it, like <laughs> like David is. Yes, Alex has has pointed out that convoy is actually a loan word, so for them it also means a a bunch Collection of trucks. Of trucks. <laughs> So yeah, that's not just some gibberish word to them. It's it's he's just actually Lyo, a collection of trucks. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck, Japan? Come on. Also, oh God, now I want to Optimus Prime. That's a Decotora. <laughs> oh, what is that? You need to get one of those. You know those horribly gaudy trucks that you can find pictures of online that. They just decorate for the purpose of being as ridiculous and gaudy as possible. Extra oh. chrome wings, lights everywhere. I thought those were primarily a uh, a thing in India, but yeah, I guess no, they well, probably have it. It's similar. There's there's more chrome and lights in the Japanese version, and although I the, see, the first less, place like, most paintings of yeah, the, the first place most people would see the, those trucks are in old Street Fighter games backgrounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That that works. That works. Maybe that that should have been one of those when they were doing like the different uh, regional convoys, and they had yeah. that that safety convoy that there was a picture of floating around on Twitter who looks really unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Why is he so? What what happened? Although speaking what of really you, safety convoy? really weird van looking mods, um, God Bomber. Pictures of Masterpiece. Yeah. So, did they do a Masterpiece Prime, or does that just go on... Well, there have been a couple of Masterpiece Primes. Well, Power Master Prime. Power Master. Um, I forget. It's pictures of God Bomber on some Optimus Prime. I'm not sure which one. 
Yeah, that's kind of my question, is which which Optimus Prime is this? Is this the just stock Titans return one? Or is this some other one? I would have to probably look closer at pictures of toys I don't really have sitting around. But he does have, I like the, he's got the little dude sitting in his, in his front. That's very cute. By dudes, he I mean, so like, rad. I mean, it, it, the whole thing looks very, it looks very stock Titans return, to be yeah, honest. It, it doesn't look like a masterpiece. Kind of true, I'm yeah. kind of confused as to why it's listed as a masterpiece. I mean, that Especially could just be it, a, a it mistake. It has a Titan somewhere. Master head. Yeah. I'm guessing it's not actually a masterpiece. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. No, then. it's just their Legends line. Oh. It's it was oh, announced in the news article we were pulling from. Whoops. Yes, it was alongside a new masterpiece. Dead reading comprehension. Yeah, it's it was announced fire. along with Art Fire. Yay! Everyone cares about Art Fire. You'll get caught up in the. Is it Inferno <laughs> with wrong. a little bit of white paint and a gun? Who gives a crap? Yeah. The only reason anyone ever cared about Artfire was that he and Stepper were super, super, super rare, like even yeah. back in the days when you could get a fifty dollar sealed metal hawk. <laughs> like even back then, uh Stepper and Artfire were considered very ra- rare and valuable. So that's the Until only reason. Until they got reissued because they were rare and valuable. Yes. And now people can have them and there's not really that much demand for the originals rather than the Reissues because they're, I mean, they're not that. I mean, Stepper's a cool deco. Art Fire, even, even back in the day, I'm pretty sure Stepper was always worth more than Art Fire just for the sake of him actually being kind of interesting. Yeah. Which is also probably why there's like four different Stepper toys now at this point, I think. Wasn't there a Botcon one? Yeah. I mean, he's, and he's basically just an easy, interesting redeco of uh, of jazz. So if you have a jazz toy, you might as well just make a stepper. Yeah. So uh, in addition to that, there is, uh, speaking of fighting games, I guess this looks sort of like a fighting game. It's a it's mobile RPG, game, another mobile, mobile game. thing, 3D, looks like a fighting game, but like, Aren't there also, like, some mobile things that look like fighting games? Like, isn't there a wrestling game that looks really cool, but it doesn't play as a wrestling game? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're talking about, uh, the We Immortals? Yeah, the one where they got all kinds of crazy elemental costumes and whatnot, and it's... It looks awesome! I'd like to play it as a fighting game. It's not really a fighting game where you control the characters, so... This, my uh, mobile this, gaming looks like more my mobile gaming begins and ends with Neko Atsume, so oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I do not know about your other games. But uh but I Yeah, this looks like one of those collect your characters, you're fighting, but you're not actually in control of the fighting beyond some basic rock, paper, scissors choices kind of thing. The models but look very nice, though. The models look good, but it's also weird mixed. Like, there's movie Ironhide, there's current toy Starscream, and there's movie Megatron. It's weird mix and Windblades in there's there. There's Windblade. Yeah. There's always Windblade. Actually, the the models just sort of look like like when people take either toys or occasionally like Gundam kits and put them together and just go through all this 
like dry brushing and oh, stuff to make them look brushing. all super. Because I'm I'm looking at like the curve on Windblade's leg here, and I'm thinking, yeah, you take the silver paint and you just do a little dry brushing <laughs> along the edge there. Because yeah. I used to do the Gundam kits, I yeah. used to do these things. Uh, uh, but but that's that's the sort of look it's got. Just that very kind of gratuitously beaten up for the sake of detail look. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's all going to be great. No. Mm. <laughs> Nothing is going to be great again. Hot Rod is Phantom X. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with life. I'm, I'm just going to put my headset aside and, and go stand outside for a while and be sad. Can we finish the episode first? <laughs> I don't know, man. Phantom X. He's awful. Okay, we can finish the episode. Uh, because the other stuff we have to talk about today is... What is Power uh, of the Primes? Revolution. No, what what is Power of the Primes, Alex? You put that on the list. Oh, they're (laughs) doing the uh, annual or biannual, semi-annual, the the fan vote thing where they did uh, Windblade and... Than Victorion, and now they're doing a fan vote to elect the next Prime. Oh, <laughs> and the first round of voting is going to be picking from like multiple pools of possible candidates. Because uh-huh. like, didn't you realize that Prime is a democratically held <laughs> position? And there's a teaser image with some people, and there's like Ultra Magnus Hound RC. Shockwave Thunderwing? Oh, Optimus Primal. Unknown Evil. I like Unknown Evil. Unknown Evil Prime is my favorite. But Optimus Primal, I know who we're voting for. (laughs) We don't even get to vote for specific candidates yet. We get to vote for Honor candidates, Chaos candidates, or Order candidates. Um, Huh. Is uh, Hmm. Primal Order or Honor? Honor, I guess? Uh, he seems a little... I would say he's more order, because he's more like... Well, well, when co- compared to some of the other... Ultra Magnus and Shockwave go into order, I would think. I suppose. If if these are the guys on the list. So. It depends on the version of, of Ultra Magnus. I mean, IDW Magnus would definitely be order. I would say G1 Cartoon, or even UK Comic Magnus would be more honor. Yeah, so it, it, it's... It's like more hints, guys. We want primal or a new Optimus Thunderwing. Primal Prime. Okay. Optimus Primal Prime. That's what matters. Also, Star Saber is on there, and and you know I have feelings about Star Saber. But he's a bad guy in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because people can never go from being bad to good in Transformers comics. <laughs> never. Scorponok. Oh, Scorponok. Oh, Ravage. Such a noble sacrifice. Uh, so, yeah, that that is a thing. I guess that confirms uh, the whole power of the Primes being the next thing. So, that's definitely a thing. <laughs> Good job. Uh, so, yeah, there, there was a comic. There will be a comic. There is a comic. Uh, it is Scavengers. Uh, as part of the whole big revolution crossover thing. And it's, 
I'm definitely, I feel like I'm going to need to read this at least two more times to really appreciate all of it. Yeah, th- this yeah. is very much a it needs rereading because it's good and it's just full of references to so many things. Yes, and just, and not even just that, but then also having like a lot of, there's there's a lot of meta stuff. It, oh, so <laughs> much the, meta. The brand loyalty and just the I I I do like uh I think the the most I think my favorite moment was uh was uh Spinister's face. <laughs> it is when when they're the uh the the hollow matter avatars because yes we learned pretty quickly after the preview pages that uh, those those bright magenta and purple uh mask representatives are actually uh, Misfire and Spinister in their Hollow Matter avatars, looking ridiculous. Wonderful! Oh, I want toys of those. I want Joe Scales. <laughs> and yes. Spinister is a very tall lady. Yes, he is an enormous woman. Uh, and when he <laughs> first first he takes off his helmet, and there's just a smaller version of his helmet <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> And then Misfire calls him out on that. It's like, really? Your imagination couldn't stretch to a face? And then he takes off the helmet again, and it's this horrifying, tiny, featured, cyclopean oh, that, that's, thing. That's Misfire's face. <laughs> oh, I guess there's that. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, complaining you're about, right. It's, it's I looked at it wrong the first time. That's pretty great. So that's weird. why he's saying, check out this lush specimen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's terrifying. Um, and they, I, I'm assuming creating the Joe character named MP3. Yeah, that was I. Yeah, because they they had that whole like. There's the story he tells about the the whole outreach thing, where they were trying to appeal to millennials. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but it is very cute that he's MP3 and he's got, like, an empty pen and a beaten-up old van and <laughs> things with cables. So I'm trying not to take it as too much of a mean-spirited embodiment of the state of G.I. Joe as a franchise at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I choose to believe that that's yeah, just because no. he's some loser at this outpost who, you know, fits in with... All the other characters. Also, I like the kid with his 80s Hasbro logo t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would buy one of those. I, I would definitely have one of those. Hmm. So many things And And, here. yeah, there's there's the whole, like, like underlying storyline of Crankcase meeting up with this person he met online. <laughs> yes. He got catfished by a dire rape. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> the poor guy, and mm. and yeah, it's oh man, it it you know it's it was not going to be a bad issue. Uh, I honestly took a little time to actually get around to reading it, uh, just because it seemed like one of those things that you you don't want it to to be real yet. You're not ready for it. Yeah. So, but I wasn't ready for it. It was good, though. (laughs) 
yeah, it's it's a really good standalone story. Uh, we're getting all geared up for Lost Light to start happening. Incidentally, I am now in charge of a Warcraft guild called the Lost Light. Ooh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it was a really good story. It, it it does take what's what's best about most when cr- comics do do crossovers and they interfere with a bunch of books. This is what's best about those crossovers. Not the crossover themselves, but the weird title on the side that just makes fun of the crossover and just ha- has yes. a large. Oh yeah. And it turns out to be the best yes. issue of a crossover that has nothing to do with the crossover. Mm-hmm. This is definitely the Civil War next wave of revolution. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah, that's the thing is that none of, you know, in, in true more than meets the eye tradition, no one here is like an important part of any organization that they're involved with. You know, MP3 is just this dude uh, who is like at some backwater G.I. Joe outpost. He's part of the accountant's guild and he's the last employee. Yes, admin force. Yes. <laughs> admin force. And, you know, they're... Okay, he's literally pushing a pen on people. Yeah. Poor guy. And, you know, it's the scavengers and it's this random dire wraith who doesn't fit in with the dire wraiths because he doesn't want to just murder people all the time. And yeah, it's, uh, it, and, and there is a lot of, uh, very, very cute self-referential stuff about, about intellectual properties and brand loyalty. Oh, and how it's only a team up if there's only two yes. species? If they need a third for it to be a crossover. <laughs> yes. For the crossover to work, we must reach total brand awareness before the end of the fourth quarter. It's, uh, it's good. I liked it a lot. I like. I, it was fun. And and there's the whole subplot going on with uh, Grimlock, you know, finding the reason they're on Earth being uh, for him to, or I guess what he's doing on Earth because they're on Earth because Crankcase was, you know, going to meet this guy. But while they're there, Grimlock, you know, found a sword that the other Dinobots had given him. Because, you know, he's, he's slowly getting better. Uh, but, yeah. So it's, it's got, you know, it's, it's a more than meets the eye story. It's got the, the emotional stuff and some pretty heavy emotional stuff along with being just completely ridiculous and meta. So definitely, I don't know why anyone would consider picking something like that up and not do it, but there you go pick it up. Except, you know, we spoiled stuff. Yeah. Because it's that kind of review. So, David, what's this Robots in Disguise we're hearing about? Starscream won, sort of, and then didn't, because it's Starscream. Aww. Aww, Starscream. You mean he once again managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory? (laughs) Yeah, but it, it wasn't entirely... I don't think any of it well, okay, a little bit of it is his fault, but it's not entirely his fault. Like, his mercenaries got all the little mini-cons. Well, not all of them. He got six out of seven, so he couldn't charge himself up. So they had to go get the other one, and then there was the Autobots and the fighting. And then he did get all the mini-cons and charge himself up, and he turned into Gundam Wing, kinda. <laughs> he got a new Deco with wings on the back, and, and 
He was super powered and faster, but then... Was he piloted... What? Was he piloted by a pretty teenage boy? I don't... How pretty is Steve Bloom? Voiced by Scott McNeil. <laughs> yes. Sadly, no. Pretty teenage boy voiced by Scott McNeil, because really, Duo was always the best. Yes, yeah, But, yeah, it was good, and, and and then there was a scene... Remember the screaming head from Machinima that we hated of Starscream? Well, there, there is a frame. How can we yes. forget? There is a good screen grabbable frame of Starscream screaming in this as they rip out one of the minicons so he can power up the bird one so he can power up Optimus Prime so they can both fight flying in the air as if they're in a Dragon Ball fight, just two glowing dots banging against each other for a while. Oh, but I thought we weren't going to have anime Transformers shows for a while again. Well, they kind of are. Well, that's Glowing and crashing into things. That's one of my favorite things about Robots in Disguise, is that when the animators actually do get to do hand-drawn animation, it looks really good, like all the effects and stuff. And they go all uh-huh. out in this episode for the fighting. And it's good, and of course, the uh-huh. Autobots win through the power of everyone grab onto Starscream's legs and pull him down so we could suck the other Minicons out. That is much better than the power of friendship or love or yeah. whatever tends well, to happen at the end of anime like it, this. It kind of is the power of friendship, but in a practical way. It's like, let's just drag him down here so we can get this done with. So, in one episode... It certainly beats the power of, we forgot there's a titan buried here, let's have it swat it with its hand. Yeah, that, that's pretty much yeah. my entire point. This episode of a goofy show for kids manages to be better and more serious than all of Machina put, put together. And it's kind of the same thing. It's like Starscream gets a MacGuffin of magic power and then gets screwed over because he's Starscream. And no one had to die. No. Someone almost died, but it was for, you know, dramatic effect. Nobody actually yeah. died. Ah, okay. And it was okay. So, yeah, I... I will have to to catch up on those myself at some point, and then I I don't know we could discuss them in in further length on one of our slow news weeks. No, no, we can discuss them <laughs> further in length when we eventually get there on the stasis pod. A couple years from now, we need something Aha. to do later. <laughs> bum bum bum. Got a, got a couple things to get through first, then we'll get to robots and discuss. I guess there's that. Yeah, we have to get through Energon. No, we're not. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> no, we're not doing Energon. Not doing Never. every episode. Never Energon. That would be Next hilarious. Next time on Pod, Imprisoned Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> Make it stop. All right. Well, I think it is time for us to make it stop for the week. Uh, that that has been everything for this week. Uh, with luck, uh, maybe next week we will have Lost Light to be talking about. Uh, maybe a longer trailer for the last night. Who knows? Who knows what will happen between now and then? Perhaps the world will explode. Yeah. Anyway, so until then, this has been Jen. And Alex. And David.
Icon Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground.